Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which um, for me is 6.40 in the morning since I'm on Pacific time. Mountain time is 7.40, Texas time is 8.40, and Michigan and East Coast time is 9.40. If you're here and listening to us live, absolutely delighted to have you with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can go back to sound. S-O-U-N-D, cloud, C-L-O-U-D, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and put in TR90, and these calls will pop up. They're now archived back more than nine years. Also, um, if you get your podcast through a different service, if you put Frank Lomas in TR90, or Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, then... Um, these calls could well pop up on your other podcast apps or services. Great shout-out to both Brian Curry and to Frank Lomas, who keeps these calls recorded and posted for us. It, I don't know what we would do without their technical wizardry, so I want to make sure that I thank them. With that being said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise. And I just absolutely love the TR90 program because that that was the first program that actually worked for me because I had some body fat that I could not seem to shake no matter how much I dieted, exercised, or anything else. And when they added the supplements to that, I was able to drop 20 body inches. Didn't lose an ounce, but I did drop body inches. So I actually didn't lose internal fat and actually got much healthier in the process. With that being said, that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is one really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. If you're a larger person, then you're probably going to need to increase the grams of protein per those three meals or add a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein to it. Making sure to get seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, Really important because there's a lot of micro and macronutrients in fruits and vegetables as well as fiber that will help. Exercise, 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Um, If you heard Frank yesterday, he said 1,330 days of no days off. Um, for him and his wife, Jennifer, because they started on a 30-day challenge that has now extended over 1,300 days. And once you get that good habit, you know, you don't want to give it up because it's harder to get back into that good habit. With that being said, seven to nine hours of rest daily. Um, Your body does a lot of important resets while you're sleeping. Taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. Um, If you're not able to take it before a meal, just take it with your meal. Um, I had some meals that I had to take it with the meal because otherwise I wouldn't, there was no way I could take it the 15 to 20 minutes before. Uh, Sleep, exercise, water, hydration. Hydration is really important. Um, The current thinking is that you should be drinking at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. Uh, It helps clear out a lot of toxins 
and um, keeps your body hydrated, your skin looking a lot younger. So there's a lot of lot of reasons for making sure that you're drinking plenty of water. If you're not at the level of water where you should be, start with wherever you're at, and you can slowly build up to it. Same thing is true of sleep, that if you're not getting enough sleep, start shifting every few days your sleep to going to bed 15 minutes earlier and making sure to turn off those electronics about 30 minutes before you go to bed because that's one of those things that disrupts your brain pattern so that you can relax and go to sleep. With that being said, I'm always looking for information to share with you that does um, help support that TR90 lifestyle. And today I'm sharing some information out of a book that's called That Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And today I'm actually sharing with you some information out of what they call Chapter 14, the micronutrients, home run or hyperbole. So... Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, or NAFLD, is now the most common disease in America, and after 40, affecting 45% of all Latinos, 33% of all Caucasians, and 24% of all African Americans, fat and thin. Considering this disease is not even described, was not even described until 1980, the increased prevalence of to encompass one-third of the entire adult population is astounding. Most of the people with NAFLD have no symptoms and don't even know that they have it. The majority of them will suffer no ill effects, but 5% of them will go on to develop NASH with inflammation and scarring of the liver, and of those, 25% will develop cirrhosis, which will lead to either death or to a liver transplant. When you do the math, it's one million Americans dying from nutritional disease, never mind all of those who die from the complications of metabolic syndrome. Considering that this disease is completely preventable, this is a travesty. But is an over, this is an over-nutritional disease or, an un, or is it an under-nutritional disease? Both, as it, it turns out. While there are certain genetic predispositions accounting for the bigger prevalence in Latinos, you still need the access energy coursing through, or excess energy coursing through the liver to prevent, to develop the disease. To the sugar blood. We aren't certain why the disease affects some severely while remaining benign in others. Here are some, there are several theories. Remember our biological enemies, the reactive oxygen species, or ROS? Those livers can't quench or detoxify their ROS and go on and will progress to the NASH. So the reactive oxygen species damage lipids and proteins within the cell, which will cause cell structural damage or cell death. Removal of those reactive oxygen species before they can do damage is the job of subcellular structure called 
the paroxysm, which is where the ROS go to die. The chemicals that do the dirty work of knocking them out off are known as antioxidants. Oh, so I guess Dr. Chang was on to something there. It's been over 100 years since we discovered the link between vitamin D and B1 and beriberi, a disease of cardiac and neurological degeneration. William Fletcher discovered that eating polished rice stripped of its fiber caused this disease while eating unpolished rice prevented it. Since then, we have learned of many vitamin or mineral deficiencies that lead to specific individual diseases with funny names. I think um, scurvy, polargia, and unfortunately, virtually all of these micronutrient deficiency diseases have been essentially wiped out in America. Either through the abundance of micronutrients in our diet or through specific supplementation in foods such as giving folic acid to pregnant women to prevent neural tube defects in newborns. The concept that the diseases of metabolic syndrome might be due to inadequate micronutrient availability have been spurred on by animal studies and small-scale human studies. Nonetheless, the search for the magic supplement to reverse metabolic syndrome continues with fervor. Enter Bruce Ames at Children's Hospital Oakland Research Institute, who has been working in the field of nutrition for 50 years. He has put forward the triage hypothesis to support our current metabolic dilemma. The premise is simple. Cells want to survive. Virtually every biochemical reaction requires one micronutrient or another, whether it is a vitamin, mineral, or a biochemical compound. When micronutrients are in short supply, they are triaged to these specific reactions to maintain cell viability. Their reactive deficiency then deprives secondary reactions, which are less important to short-term survival, but crucial for long-term cell integrity. DNA or protein damage that goes unrepaired can lead to either cancer formation or cell death. According to the triage hypothesis, acute micronutrient deficiency leads to one set of diseases, for example, scurvy, while relative micronutrient insufficiency leads to another set of diseases or think of metabolic syndrome. So as our collective health has declined over the past 30 years, the imperative to find the magic bullet that will forgive our previous indiscretions has only heightened, and this has created the approximately $100 billion industry of nutraceuticals. Currently, more than 50% of America takes at least one form of nutritional supplement, hedging their bets. A trip to the local health food store or pharmacy will overwhelm even the most seasoned vitamin aficionados with options. But do these supplements exert any benefits? 
Maybe it doesn't matter, since 71% of the users say that belief is so strong that they will continue to consume the nutraceutical, even if the studies demonstrate a lack of efficiency or efficacy. Almost every advertisement for breakfast cereals shows the bowl dressed with a handful of blueberries. Perhaps this is to draw your attention away from the fact that the antioxidants in the cereal have been processed out, and the only way to rescue your meal is to supplement them back in the form of fresh berries. No doubt, more color means more antioxidants, and fruits and vegetables are packed with them. Antioxidants follow or allow the plant to buffer the damage from its own ROS while making its carbohydrates from photosynthesis. Can consuming them help us battle our own? There's, a growing, there's growing literature that antioxidant stress or the damage caused by the reactive um, the ROS is single is the single most important factor contributing to the aging process. Different tissues generate ROSs by different means. Therefore, the separate antioxidants are required to help quench them and to prevent various types of chronic diseases. Antioxidants come in many shapes and sizes, and many of which have been considered as treatments for metabolic syndrome. The antioxidants, vitamin C and E, protect against lipid peroxidation, as in potato chips when they go rancid, though neither has been shown to improve vascular function or insulin resistance. In fact, high dose of vitamin E has been linked with increased risk of mortality due to one study. Although there are occasional hits among the treatment of metabolic diseases with antioxidants, most are near misses. And I think I'm going to stop there because the next vitamin that they're going to talk about is vitamin D, and I want to make sure that we've got a good chance to talk about that on Monday. We'll have Victoria up tomorrow, and I want to wish you a great day. Make sure to get that 30 minutes of moderate exercise, heavy exercise in. This is Susan Mann for December 16th, 2021, signing up. I'm taking everybody off mute so they can say goodbye to each other or for comments. So there we have it. Why those antioxidants are important and micronutrients. We need to get them into our systems. Thank you, Susan. Oh, you are most welcome, and I'm looking forward to your wonderful meditation tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. It's warming up here. I hope you all have a great day. We will. You take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>